prepare for communion tonight. So I'd like to just look over the scripture from Romans chapter 15. Two. Romans chapter 15, starting at verse 2. <coughs> Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproach you fell on me. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. I picked this passage because it talks about how we should function together and why we should function together. How we should function together, that is putting each other before ourselves. And why we should function together is because of Christ, because of who he is, the example that he has set and what he has done for us. Christ has allowed us to trust in him and therefore become connected to each other and part of his family. And we celebrate that today with our communion. And since Christ has done what was required by God to allow our sins to be forgiven, our sins to be paid for and, and, and forgiven of us and for us to be free and connected with him, we have an obligation then to serve one another. One of the things that, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things he says here, seven, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. He also talks about how we ought to be encouraged by the scriptures. And in verse 4, he says this, whatever was, written, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Reminding us that the Old Testament scriptures are written for us to, to learn by and to bring us hope. Give us an idea of what God is doing, how he has planned our salvation all through the ages, and that our lives are in his hand and in a good place in his hand. But we have hope. <clears throat> and so because of that hope, he says, verse 5, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, that's something that would be good for us to pursue in this year to come um, as, we, as we start out together. As we take communion together, we're reminded 
of what Christ has done for us and why we do this together and what it means. We're remembering what the sacrifice that Christ has made for us. We're remembering that the, the cost of our salvation. Peter says we weren't redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. His, his blood was shed, excuse me, on the cross for our sin so that I could be free of my sin and have the forgiveness that God offers. Christ shed his blood for me. Our communion reminds us of what Christ has done and remind that, reminds us that we are saved as a result of, of trusting in Christ and in Christ alone. And it also reminds us of what Christ is coming to do. He's coming to complete his kingdom. He's coming to take us out of this world and bring us into his kingdom that he's prepared for us. And so since he's coming to take us to be with him, we're looking forward to being with him, but not just being alone. We're looking forward to being connected together, each of us who believe in Christ, with Christ, and to enjoying that fellowship for all of eternity. So not only will we be united with Christ for eternity, we'll be united together. So the person that doesn't really enjoy the fellowship of the saints doesn't have <laughs> much to look for. They're not going to enjoy heaven either. <clears throat> the fact is, they would enjoy heaven if they would be there, but the fact they won't be there because they've shown themselves not to be true believers because in their heart they don't enjoy the fellowship of God's people. <clears throat> it's one of the requirements. It's one of the attributes of true believers in God, that we enjoy Christ and we enjoy being with those who belong to Christ. <clears throat> so let's remember these things as we take communion tonight. I'm going to ask our leadership team if they will come. We're short a few. I know uh, Cliff is, is obligated at the mission tonight, so he won't be here tonight. I think Lawrence is not feeling good. Is that right? <clears throat> How are you feeling? About the same, huh? <laughs> All right, so we'll keep those in mind in prayer. It's also worship, and it is for those who trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. It's not just for anyone. And so the Bible gives us warning, and it's for those who are trusting in Christ and those who are living in obedience to him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we are warned that if there is sin in our lives and we come to worship God that we add to that sin and thus displease God. And uh, God is not pleased with that, and so he wants us to, to, to be clear of that kind of a thing. So he wants us to worship in, with, with a clean and a true heart. You can do that. If you would confess sin that is known, if you would humble your heart before the Lord right now, if you would do what it takes to um, to be reconciled with anyone that sin has broken you from 
and to do as the Bible requires concerning that, and that is to, to go to that person and, and get things right. So we encourage you to do that. And the fact is, we knew this day was coming, so we've had plenty of time to do that already. Don't have to wait to the last minute to, to that happen. It's been on the calendar all that time, so you've had no excuse not to prepare for it. We trust that as your hearts are prepared, that you will, with a right heart, with a right conscience, worship Christ together with believers today. We prepare ourselves right now. Let's bow in a word of prayer <coughs> and ask Brian if he'd lead us in a prayer. But first, give us a time, boss, just a moment of silence. We are reminded in that silence to, to examine ourselves. If there's anything that needs to be made right with the Lord, we can do that at this moment right now. So let's bow in prayer. <coughs> celebrate before you, Lord, that we would come with worthy hearts. And so, Lord, we pray that you would just give us the wisdom and understanding of your spirit to examine ourselves. And so, Lord, help us to focus on ourselves, not anybody else, and help us to Bring to our memory, Lord, is there somebody that we've sinned against that we haven't asked forgiveness? Is there somebody that we have burdened that has owes us, Lord, and we have not talked to them about how they've offended us? Is there somebody who when we see in a search, we can't think things, Lord, that we have not confessed to you? We know they're wrong. Sometimes we come into service, Lord, and we try to act like it's okay, but it's not. Are there areas of our life, Lord, that we try to hold back from your holiness and try to keep that as our personal ground? Are there things we're trying to hold back from the church, Lord, thinking that if others don't see it, that you don't see it? Help us, Lord. Help us to confess all of our sins to you. Help us to be open and honest before you. Lord, one thing you've revealed, and you keep revealing to me, Lord, is it really is no point in hiding any sin. Because at the end of the day, we're going to stand before you, and you're going to make it known. So if we really believe that you exist, if we really believe in the word, it's no point in hiding. We just had to confess. And Lord, also, you have also been so gracious, Lord, where when we do confess, it's over. The burden of that sin goes away. And you forgive us our sin, and you take that weight off our back that we often carry. And the stories that we had to keep track of, they go away. And all the grudges and the angers and the bitternesses Sometimes we don't understand, Lord, how heavy they are to hold and keep track of all those things. And when we give those away, Lord, how free and how light we are. So I thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. That's the power of forgiveness, Lord. It takes away all those weights. So, Lord, we pray and ask for your forgiveness. We pray, Lord, there are some things we are too foolish to even know that we've been doing wrong. And so, Lord, forbear us for those, Lord. 
to help us to grow so that we can recognize those things. And I pray, Lord, that you would just be pleased with our offering of communion, Lord, as we stand together, Lord, representing your final supper and remembering, Lord, that you will one day come again and eat with us again. So we pray, Lord, that you would just bless us in that. In your name we pray. I mentioned in his prayer um, the Lord's Supper <clears throat> and that is the um, it was the Passover meal that Jesus was taking before he's going to the cross with his disciples and he was looking forward to what he was going to do in the cross and he had instituted at that time what we have as the Lord's Supper we call it communion. It's to feed us, but it is um, two elements that represents Jesus' sacrifice. It is the cracker, the wafer that represents his body, and the juice that represents his blood, his body time together. We, it's the one thing that links us together and links us to Christ. How, in a word of prayer, leaders here going to ask Andy if he would pray for the wafer that represents Jesus' way for the juice that represents his blood. They were going to invite you to come and share communion with us. Lord, we just come to you in this time of communion reflecting on um, this wafer as we take it, reflecting on the sacrifice, on to die for us to take torture and the pain of death undeservedly for us who deserved it, that and more. We just thank you for um, just this symbol that we have where all your people are involved in communion and all your people are part of your body, the body of Christ. And we just thank you so much for that sacrifice and for um, what you have done for us that we may be with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for preparing us a perfect body and shedding your precious blood. Lord, we pray that uh, we might remember this as we take the cup tonight. And, Lord, that we would remember it always, Lord, what you, what you have done for us, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, and thank you for your precious blood. And, Lord, it's still saving us now, Lord, and uh, saving from the date that you went to the cross until now, Lord. And so we just thank you for that, Lord, and we pray that you would bless. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We're going to use the front row on both sides. If you would come and you'd like to receive communion tonight, would you come and have a seat? Has everyone received, wishes to receive? nothing magical or even spiritual about this wafer but what it represents is Jesus' body been reading in the Old Testament we look at the Old Testament history we see that God had a plan that he would bring forth his son from a nation from a group of people but for all people who would trust in him and so he is Revealing that plan in the Old Testament scriptures 
And then in the New Testament, we see that plan being played out fully. Christ is born as an infant, and yet he's the Savior that God has planned. And then we see that Savior living a sinless life and then going to the cross and paying for the sins of all who would come to trust in him. This represents his body that bore our sin on the cross. Remember Christ as we eat together. Blessing to share together and to come together in communion and that picture of what it reminds us, Christ wants us to, to keep in our mind, be reminded of that throughout our week, reminded of what Christ has done, reminded of our connection, reminded of our fellowship um, until we meet again. Let's bow and close in prayer and uh, remember some of the requests that, that we have, we've mentioned. Um, I'm going to pray for Jonathan and Keisha they'll take place in as they encounter the death of, of Jonathan's sister. So we want to pray for them. Grace Partners Pastor and his wife, Daryl and Shelly Schrock. Shelly's brother uh, passed away um, Friday night or Saturday. Saturday, yesterday, last night. And uh, so let's pray. Um, for that family and God's comfort and God's strength in their lives. <clears throat> Pray for each other. We have some who are sick today, with Lawrence and Termon as well. And remember um, Dad and uh, we um, want to remember Dwayne as we close. Father, we thank you for your grace and your love. We pray now that as we leave this place, you would <coughs> provide encouragement and comfort for Jonathan and Keisha and empower them to um, represent and show forth the, the comfort that comes only from you at times like this and that they might in that way minister to their family. We pray for the Schrock family and the lost in their family as well, that you would give them the strength and the grace to be comforted and to comfort others during this time, pointing them to Christ, who is our only comfort. We pray for Lawrence and Charmone and their sickness, for Dwayne and my dad and their health issues. And we just pray that you would um, protect you would bless, you would heal, and that you would have each one of these individuals um, stand in you and trust in you and look to you for all that they need. Bless us now, protect us until you bring us together again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.